Welcome to the Mississippi Golfer Podcast. From courses and tournaments to players and personalities, this is your home for everything Mississippi Golf. Let's get started. Here are your hosts, Paul and Matt. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Mississippi Golfer Podcast. Hey Matt, how you doing man? Doing all right. Um, been watching some of this flooding stuff going on around here. Yeah, that is. Some of the pictures I've seen are crazy. Looks like Jackson Prep and Jackson Academy, and I can assume a lot of the country club are lakes right now. Yeah, it's gotten better today, but um, it's been it's, it's been something else. That's for sure. There've been water places that have hadn't been wet like that in a long time years and years since that 83 flood they said yeah it's it's crazy right. just to see We're, some it, of those it's, pictures it, yeah it's starting to go down now some but um uh, you know big news is the college golf season is is kicking off again and uh we had pretty much all of our d1 teams uh in action so we'll kind of go through the go through those a little bit and uh you know there's we got a lot of good golf going uh, we'll kind of start with the Ole Miss ladies. They got their fourth victory of the season. Uh, they won this year uh, starting out this season. Uh, it's the Mills, the uh, Moon Golf Invitational down in Florida. I think it was hosted by Louisville um, with three rounds of 289, 285, 284. I think they won by four shots. Um, they were led by their new freshman from, Sweet- from Switzerland, Chiara Tamberlini, I think. Uh, in her third term, if she finished tied for third at 70, 72, 69. So uh, giving them four victories, uh, I mean, they they got their spring season off to a, a great start. And looking at the golf stat rankings got updated after this week, and they moved up to 11th in the country in golf stat. Yeah, that is a that's that's impressive after how how good of a fall they had uh, to come back out and you know, start off the spring in, in such a good fashion. So hopefully they Yeah, can this was this was a good going. field, a, a good tournament too. So they, they had some good competition and they, they held out to get their fourth victory of the year, which that's awesome. Uh the MSU ladies, they start they'll play next week they start their season down in Arizona, which is hosted by Wisconsin. Uh but also hit on the USM uh women. Um uh, they played in the Sugar Bowl invitational down in New Orleans at English Turn. Um, and you know they made some progress this week. Um, they finished a team score of 13 over par, which is their best score to par since October of 2018. Wow! Um, so they finished 11th, led by their sophomore uh, from Thailand, Friend Chomtadaka. I think that's probably not right, but we'll we'll go with that. <laughs> 73, 73, 76. She finished high for 26. So you know a good finish for them, and they're you know working through a, a rebuilding process so you know that, that's the progress for them their best finish in gosh two and a half years yeah that's that's impressive like you said i mean we've talked about it. it's kind of in a rebuilding time for them like you said but that's a, a, you know you can attribute that hard work to a you know a good result this week at a you know english yeah. english terms no joke of a golf course either so no no, that's that's not, and you know, it's that's a good challenge, and so making some progress there. Uh, all three of the guys in D one got underway this week. Uh, Ole Miss uh, underway, they finished sixth um, 
They finished, yeah, sixth place. They went to, to Puerto Rico this week. Uh, eight under par total, 288, 282, 286. So um, you definitely got to go low in these events. And they were led by Sarut Bong Choice, um, tied for 21st, 70, 72, 71. And our boy Charlie Miller, just in the top 30, 28, 76, 70, 69 for him. Um, and also, in there, there's some other Mississippians playing in this week in their first one. Uh, Georgia Tech won the event. Uh, Andy Ogletree finished tied for sixth at 73, 66, and 70. And then Wilson Furr finished tied for 13th for Alabama, 70, 68, 74. So some other just Mississippians that were playing this week in that event also. Uh, there were some – I was checking the scores there. There's some crazy scores. That, that Georgia Tech team and that Oklahoma team are – stacked <laughs> yeah that's i mean these this was a a big time tournament um with with big time programs and you know georgia tech got the victory and yeah they're these are teams that are going to be fighting out for nationals without a doubt yeah no doubt um, that'll be I mean, fun to watch some of those mississippi guys and some of these others playing as this college season plays itself out over the next few months yeah it's going to be uh it's going to be something else so that that'll be a lot of fun to watch. Um, and then uh, Mississippi State, uh, they went down to Florida to play. They finished ninth, uh, 285, 289, 291, a 25, uh, plus 25 uh, team score, led by Benji Nelson. He finished tied for 18th at 68, 72, 73. So Bulldogs off to a start, uh, probably not quite the start they wanted down to Florida, but another good field of teams. Um, yeah, they're – there's these teams are yeah these SEC, all these SEC teams are good and I mean Florida won their event at the 12 under uh, you know West Virginia who's got the Mississippi guys coaching those teams they finished in sixth and then you know State was in ninth um, so you know good good start to them um, and then wrapping up uh, Southern Miss play they finished third in the Latour Collegiate hosted by Nickel State um, two. 72, 278, 284. That were 30 under par and came in third place in that one. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, team score, the winner was Abilene Christian. They're out of Texas. Mm-hmm. Their total to par, for the, they were 44 under par for the team. Um, 273, 78. They were 269. That's That by itself, that's 19 under par on the third round. They had a guy shoot 63. Uh, yeah, they got 67, 72, 63 in the last day. He was 14 under par, and he won the individual by three. So, I mean, these these are – that's nuts. These guys are going crazy. Low. They were uh, – Southern Miss was led by Bryce Wilkinson. He shot 68, 71, 68, nine under par to finish sixth individually. So, I mean, that's 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 some low scores. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's getting after it, going low. Um, yeah, so that's nuts. Miss was in the lead going into the end of, the end of that third round, but I mean, Abilene shooting two sixty nine is just nuts. Yeah, that is crazy low, like you said. So, good start to them. I know that's that's um, you know, a strong, strong finish. It's a, a pretty good feel for them. A lot of their conference teams are in there. Um, so yeah, good good start for them. 
Yeah, no, that is a as a solid, you know, it's a good start to the season for them. You know, I think, like you said, Mississippi State probably wished for a little bit better start on the on the guys' side. Yeah, Ole Miss played in a, you know, like you said, that's that's kind of a it's kind of a ringer tournament. I mean, that's a solid oh, yeah. that's a solid finish in that field. I mean, if I remember correctly, I'm not looking at it, but I mean, I think Georgia Tech and Oklahoma were in the minus high twenties or thirties. You know kind of battling it out at the top and then it kind of you know shook out from there to be more normal-ish team scores and then you know i think for some of these teams this is kind of the their time to to get after it and play i think old miss goes now to play in cabo and then out in california as they get closer to spring break so they can do some traveling that yeah you know and then i'm not sure where everybody else plays but i know this is a time as they get close to spring break they try to most teams try to jam a couple of tournaments in right there so they don't have to miss all that school. But there's yeah, a lot, a lot yeah, of this, traveling going on over the next bunch of next couple oh, yeah. of months for these guys. Yeah, so talk, going back to the field for almost and yeah, Georgia Tech's ranked number three. They were 32 under par. Oklahoma's number two. They were 30 under par. So you almost finished six at eight under par and, you know, had Georgia, Alabama, and Clemson all, all top 50 programs ahead of them. So. Um, tough, tough, uh, tough field to get this one started, but um, well, I feel like there. it was a pretty respectable showing from from Ole Miss yes. for sure, as well yeah. as, as Southern Miss. Yeah. So anyway, got got the season kicked off, so that's that's good to see. Um, you know, hopefully uh, the weather will improve some, and we can, you know, they can, we all can get back back to playing some golf. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody will complain about getting to play some getting to play some golf you know and i know we've talked about it over the last few weeks but we've been matt has been more than more than i have diligently working on you know getting some getting events you know tracking those events down and putting them on our calendar so if you're you know if you're looking for places to play you're looking for things to do we're we're doing our best to to start you know getting some events up on the calendar on our golf side msgolfer.net slash events um go Go find some of these and play. I mean, the Mossy Oak event that we posted about yeah. know, the other day would be a fun one to go play. And a, and a bunch oh, of other yeah. folks are starting to post their spring and summer calendars that we're going to try to make sure that you have a place to, to find. I know, Matt, you said you may even try to go play in a few of these as well. Yeah, some of these – I mean, these are going to be a lot of fun. These, You know, there's some four-man scrambles. To, we showcased the Mossy Oak two-man scramble on March 21st. Um, I, mean, I think what's cool about the site we've got the list view that you can click on the view as and click on the month so if you've got like a weekend where you know hey i want to find something to play in this calendar you can click on it and it'll just list everything we've got on that that date um and as we put more and more in there i mean there's there's places to play across the state and maybe looking for a you know weekend guys trip get a group of whether it be a two-man or four-man scramble or even just a charity or i've got all we get all kind of competitive tournaments on there too there's there's all kind of so all kind of different types of tournaments to play in and you know, we want to do this to just to you know make it easier for people to find something to go play because there's just so many good tournaments and places to play that you know it's sometimes it's hard to, to piece all that together um and just know what's available so hopefully this we can do that with this and we can help everybody, um, you know, find a couple of new tournaments to play in each year if that's something that you're looking interested in doing. 
Yeah, and that's, you know, as we go back to always what we talk about, what we want to do. We want to help everybody, you know, find what they want to do with, with the game of golf and help help grow it, help tell the stories of it in Mississippi. So that's what we want to keep doing. Um, you know, last few things we'll kind of chat about this week is a Corn Ferry Tour is is off this week. Um they had uh, they played a played in Florida last weekend. I know that Jonathan Randolph and Chad Ramey made the cut. And both you know made some checks after a a few weeks of, of not doing that. And then yeah, um, Davis Riley and Braden Thornberry missed the cut there. But you know that's a that's a long stretch of golf they've been playing over yeah, the last month or two. I can imagine Davis maybe a little bit gassed after he's he's had some good finishes and. Yeah, a week off may be good for them after kind of jetting around Central America and getting back. And then the next event they go to, the next start of the 27th, the 27th, they go to Mexico. So they're, they're right back on an airplane going to another country. So they, the Corn Trade Tour doesn't make it easy on them to start out the season, that's for sure. Well, that doesn't make it easy all season long. I mean, at least they come back and, and stay in the inside the inside the borders. But, you know, they're they're traveling all over the country. But yeah you know, so far right now you know davis riley who started with no no status last year on the on the corn ferry tours he started out as is sitting on top of the the 25 rankings um yeah and Braden thornberry is also inside of the the top 50 right now obviously you want to be inside of the top 25 to get that tour card but the the top 50 gives you lots of uh there's that's a that's a pretty next coveted spot. So right, yeah. You want you want to be you want to be there. Um, you want to be in there. So, you know, hope that you know Jonathan Randolph and and Chad Ramey pick you know get as they get their feet under them this year. I know Jonathan's expecting a a new little one here over the next few weeks. So I mean his his mind is is all over the place. I'm sure, but we'll be excited yeah. to get back out there after you know a little break and and, and go after and, and get after it. Yeah, a lot of season left. You know that some of them definitely got some work to do, but uh, really, it only takes one really good week. I mean, mm-hmm. it's these seasons come down to one good week and two or three other pretty good weeks, and, and that's that's kind of what makes makes your year. So you know, plenty of golf left. Um, nothing, no time to panic for them yet. So hopefully, they're can get the game, find it. You know, have a couple good weeks, put them, put them, put a good stretch together, and. Hopefully, get as many guys in that top twenty-five as as possible. Um, I'd love to see those guys out on PGA next year, and you know, kind of continue following them on out on 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 the big tour. No doubt. And then as we you know kind of wrap it up, I didn't want to I didn't want to talk about this at the beginning of the podcast because I wanted people to listen to the podcast. But if you haven't, I haven't listened to all of it yet. But I've listened to some of it. But if you haven't listened to to Peter Costas on um, the No Laying Up podcast this week he he just he went full out and just went off on everybody um yeah he did he um (laughs) whoops see you peter you know yeah he he didn't make any friends with that one that's for sure he well he Uh, might he might have made a lot of golf twitter friends he might not have he might not have made any employment friends that that's what i meant yeah he didn't make any pga tour executives (laughs) friends with that deal and and or golf channel cbs whatever but yeah, I've seen some of it, but it's all over the news. Uh, golf.com's picked it up. I mean, it's the news media has picked it up for sure. And, um, yeah, he was very candid and some uh, very interesting. I hadn't, I've started, but I hadn't finished it myself either. But, um, 
Yeah, he, he didn't hold back. So um, the fact that I think you saw, he said, <laughs> I've personally seen Patrick Reed cheat at least four times <laughs> is what kind of I think what he said. And um, that's uh, that's not that's not good for him. His image is already bad enough as it is. Yeah, he uh, and then he didn't he didn't hold back much about you know about CBS and you know just golf broadcast in general. I mean, I know there's been a lot of a lot of people a lot of people up in arms in the, in the golf Twitter world, you know, yeah. even after last weekend in Riviera, just kind of complaining about the coverage. I mean, it's always people are always complaining about the coverage and, and all this stuff, but you know, this this just pouring fuel on the fire and this whole oh, yeah. this whole social social media world is you know it it's got it's hard to navigate for everybody and i can't imagine you know having to deal with that of you know a guy who was who was such a such a part of you know of that family of that cbs mm-hmm. golf family for so long to just basically nuke it on a on a podcast with no laying up is yeah he also felt he was done wrong and now he was let go and you know it sounded like there are some issues in the 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 tv world um so i I don't know what's what to really make of that or i don't know you know what's really going to change but yeah he's he was definitely not happy with 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 how that all went down Yeah, so, but it was, you know, it, it gives us gives us something to listen to, something to talk about, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, if anything changes. Who knows, yeah, if, who I don't knows know. if it will I or mean, not. Uh, yeah, I do think the coverage at times has been mediocre at best. Um, I, I think it's clear that, you know, obviously everyone wants to see Tiger. The, the advertisers want to see Tiger on there, and really no matter where he is on the field, but – You've got other players. I think Max Homo is a prime example of that. Is where I think he put out on Twitter or something about thanking his sponsors because they don't get any TV time. Or <laughs> he kind of made a joke and kind of like his seemed like his own way because he's right there in the you know couple shots out at at worst, and I don't think he got on TV once hardly. So you know, I think it's no surprise that media TV they've they've got the players they want to show, and whether they're part of the the story at the end and have a chance to win. Yeah, that doesn't always matter, I think, in their mind. It's all about keeping the advertisers happy and showing the big names, and that's what they think people want to see. But I think the true golf fans really want to see what's really going on. And, you know, if Tiger's 10 shots back and, you know, his his play really doesn't matter, especially on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, they're just, you know, doing like you said, showing what the what the, the casual fan wants to see, and which is fine and good and that brings up another point if you haven't if you haven't heard you know given a listen to to Shane Bacon and Max Homa's new podcast it's a it's another solid listen I mean it is some pretty good like inside the ropes insight I was listening to his you know they just from last weekend when Max was in contention at Riviera he's just talking about what that's like to be in contention and yeah he's pretty he's pretty candid I mean and it's pretty yeah it's it's fun to listen to. It's always fun to hear that insight from a from a guy from inside the ropes. I mean, I know it's a you know it's definitely a a put together podcast that you know is is gonna do gonna do just fine. But like to hear that you know candid inside the ropes insight, I really do. I really do like that kind of stuff. It's cool to see some of these like a play like him embracing this whole podcasting platform, and, and you can you can be candid, and he can say whatever he wants to, and tell these mm-hmm. stories and. 
just put it out there. And I mean, I think that's what's so cool about podcast is that, you know, it's unregulated and anybody can do it. And, you know, I think you're seeing more and more high profile people doing it. So that's, that's kind of cool to see. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I think that's, I think we've kind of exhausted our, our list for this week, Matt, any, anything in closing before we head on into the next one? No, we're good. Just hoping to see a whole lot less water this time next week. So maybe we can accomplish that. Well, here's to here's to letting the, the waters go down in Jackson and, and everybody getting back out on the course. Have a good week, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Hey, everybody. Just a little last-minute update, a little last-minute audible. We're going to put in J.P. Guidry's fourth pillar of fitness this week. Thanks again to J.P. Guidry and Guidry Golf and Sport. Really appreciate all the things he has done. So take a listen to this fourth pillar. We will see you next week. Hey, everybody. J.P. Guidry here with Guidry Golf and Sport for number four of my five pillars of golf performance training. Uh, again, I want to thank Mississippi Golf Podcast for having me on. Um, and let's get started. So just to recap, number one was building a solid strength base. Number two was good mobility through the joints of the body and having control of that mobility. Number three was power development. And today, number four, we're going to talk about nutrition. Um, So we're not going to get too deep into anything. I'll kind of give my ideas on nutrition. You know, I don't subscribe to one way of eating. I'm not keto. I'm not low carb. I'm not low fat. Um, But I'll kind of give the basics of it, of what I look for. And this isn't going to be as much for, you know, fat loss, weight loss. This is going to be basically to support your training and your performance. Um, The biggest thing that I think athletes don't get enough of uh, that do is they don't get enough protein. You know, Uh, ideally you want to be around, you know, one gram per body weight or maybe a little under that. Um, to support your training, to support muscle building. Um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of extreme dieting, extreme low carbs, extreme low fat. I think we need both of those for uh, uh, energy, you know, for our development. If you look at golf, golf is both a slow, um, low state uh, or a low slow energy development as we walk from shot to shot um, and then a very quick burst and so we need some of that quick burst energy which is going to come more from our carbohydrates um, and we need more of that low slow uh, which will come more from our uh, slower digesting carbohydrates and our fats healthy fats now, that doesn't mean you can go out and eat anything you want um, you know training days versus non-training days are going to differ Heavy practice days versus non-heavy practice days are going to differ. Um, and each person's likes, uh, you know, genetically, we, we're we kind of learning more of our tendencies towards carbs, towards fats, and what we digest easier. Um, so, again, it's hard to get into any of that in more generalization. <coughs> but you know, the good thing is base it off how you feel. You know, I've tried to go low, low carb before, and frankly, I just feel terrible. You know, and so I don't think I need any genetic testing to tell me that that's probably not good for me. I need a certain level of carbs to maintain my energy throughout the day. Um, And so, you know, based on how you feel, if you feel zapped, if you don't have energy, then that means you need to probably change something. You need to make sure you're getting enough protein. If you're eating low carb, you probably need more carbohydrates. You may need some more healthy fats. You know, you may 
work on the timing of your meals. You know, when are you getting them pre and post training, during training, during your practice sessions um, and what you're eating, you know, uh, make sure it's quality food, um, you know, lean meats, vegetables, fruits, nuts, uh, things like that. You're drinking a lot of water. So on course nutrition is important, especially for our competitive golfers, you know, over the round course of a round, you know, there's been a, some studies showing that both, uh, dehydration um and and improper nutrition can lead to errant shots loss of distance loss of focus and these things can mean you know a couple shots over the course of the round and maybe four to six to eight shots over the course of a tournament which makes a big difference in how you finish um in round nutrition i really prefer eating probably every three to four holes um i like to have some kind of fast acting so maybe a candy bar some fruit some kind of fast acting carb to give you a little zip um i also like having some slower stuff so maybe some you know vegetables some nuts good healthy fats beef jerky is great you know it's a great protein source um and easy to pack nuts nut butter butters you know they make now the little almond butter packets peanut butter packets things like that um drink a lot of water you probably can't drink enough water you know down here in the south uh gulf coast you know it's october and it's still in the 90s so uh you know it stays hot down there so down here um so you need to make sure you get enough water in start before the round during the round after the round and and keep that up what you eat the night before makes a difference um so having a good you know solid full developed meal some fat some carbs some proteins having a good breakfast same thing you know don't stuff yourself don't don't eat something heavy but make sure you get um those nutrients in and then again uh during the round making sure you're getting those nutrients and staying energized and staying hydrated throughout the round um so like i said it's hard to get too deep into this because nutrition um it can get very individualized based on each person's goals and likes and preferences. But for the general, you know, recap, make sure you're getting your protein, uh, you know, base off how, base everything off how you feel energy wise. Um, you know, so you may need to play around with how many carbs you're taking in, what, how many fats, the types you're taking in, uh, and, and, until you kind of feel where you can sustain energy and you're not, um, wearing down throughout the day or throughout the round throughout the tournament in round nutrition every three to four holes make sure you're snacking on something if you need a quick pick me up you know a uh, candy bar fruit things like that but you also want that sustainable energy throughout the round nuts beef jerky nut butters things like that um and then outside of that you know uh get some help uh if you're looking for more diet fat loss things like that uh you know, you really need to talk to somebody to get that set up for you. Uh, if you have any questions, reach out to me at John Paul, J-O-H-N-P-A-U-L at Gidry, G-U-I-D-R-Y-P-T.com. And thanks again to Mississippi Golf Podcast for having me on. Thank you for listening to the Mississippi Golfer Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Want more? Find us online at msgolfer.net. And also, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.